You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 28th of February, 2021. This week, Paul talks to Laura Hadland about her brand new book, 50 Years of Camera, the campaign for real ale. And they do a beer tasting live on air. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Weekend Wind Down and welcome back to today's Waffle Hour. And it's a very, very special one because this afternoon we're trying something very, very new. Uh, I'm speaking to Laura Hadland and a team of people, a team, a whole team of people uh, from the organisation Camera. Now, that is, of course, not the camera that you take photographs with. This is the campaign for real ale, helping people power preserve the traditional British beer, cider and perry industry. Um, uh, Now, the the, the book I'm going to ask Laura to talk about uh, in just a second but it is uh, about one of the most colourful campaigns in British history Um, in the book she's describing mock funerals held for breweries under the threat of closure, mass rallies outside Parliament. It sounds Laura as if it's an absolutely cracking read Uh, Good afternoon to you, how are you doing? Hi Paul, really well, thanks for having me And whereabouts are you calling us from this afternoon? I'm in sunny Leicester, very sunny Oh there you go, This is so we're we're covering pretty much all of the country this afternoon Uh, So you're you're in Leicester and I'm going to introduce as well um, our other uh, uh, two people Thomas, uh, you're with us, Thomas Fishwick Uh, Thomas, you're here in Rottenstall, are you not? Uh, Yeah Excellent, and and Tom, you're you're, uh, the camera representative for East Lanks, is that right? I'm the chairman of the East Lancashire branch Excellent. So this is, so there's an East Lancashire branch, and we're getting an idea of what the organisation's like. And Angela, now this is, I'm technically classing you as abroad right now, because uh, you're calling us right for the Isle of Man. Yeah, different country. <laughs> Completely yeah. different country, don't it's we? quite sunny here too. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I was going to say, we're having a beautiful afternoon here in Ralton still. Um, and uh, you're the, uh, am I right, the regional director? That's right. Yeah, Excellent. West Pennines. West Pennines, which covers a huge amount. I think you said Cumbria, Isle of Man and Lancashire. That's right. My goodness gracious me. So, Laura, I mean, we've got (laughs) lots of travelling indeed. We've covered a a huge area there, Laura. What what drove you to to write a book about about particularly this uh, about the the organisation? What what was your reason for writing the book? Well, they're um, they're turning 50 in a couple of weeks time. So um, it was actually a commission. I'm a freelance beer and um, food writer. Mm -hmm. And so um, I saw the the uh, commission advertised and kind of thought well this suits my uh, background to be honest because in a previous life I was a museum curator so I did a lot of work with collecting oral histories and working with living history and so the chance to bring beer and food and um, history together in one solid piece of writing was uh, just absolutely irresistible so i was over the moon when i got it because uh, i am actually a camera member as well excellent well there you go sometimes sometimes these things are fate um and uh, and, and it's interesting you say about you you're a, a food and, and drink writer i mean that's for some people that's just that's a dream come true that's a, what it, it kind of feels like you're one of these people that kind of drifts in and out of restaurants and pubs and then goes away and goes well i didn't like that one and i loved this one is, is that what it's like is it how we imagine it that you, you sit there sort of like kind of this bourgeois thing going on is, is, is that or is it much more kind of like no nail down i need to actually get some copy to a publisher by extra definitely been a lot more graft and particularly over the last year i've had a lot of people asking me how much beer i tried when uh, i was writing the book and the answer is not really a lot at all because <laughs> i've collected um about 100 interviews with various people 
camera members, the four founders of camera, brewers, everyone in the industry. Um, and I've heard all about their fantastic exploits and amazing stories and all the brilliant beer that they've drunk. But unfortunately, I've been stuck at home writing the book, so I haven't <laughs> drunk very much at all. And um, and all the beer festivals I was planning to attend uh, got cancelled because of COVID. So in the end, I wasn't able to drink very much beer in the production of this book in the slightest. So I'm, I'm looking forward to having a little taste with you later, actually. Well, indeed, you mentioned this. We, go, we, we talked about breaking new ground. Uh, we're going to try something. Thing. And and listeners at home, uh, if you're anywhere near a computer or your phones or anything, uh, get onto the Rossendale Radio Facebook page in, in just a few minutes' time. We're going to try a live stream. We're going to do a beer tasting live on air uh, from across the country as well. I'm quite excited about this. I feel like we're doing something that just wasn't going to be possible uh, or, or certainly we weren't going to be able to do if a lockdown didn't exist. I didn't have the technology to do this before. Um, so we're going to bring together um, Anja and Thomas. Now, Thomas, you, you were saying that uh, you are... Uh, uh, based here in Rawtonstall. Um, so you'd be able to tell us uh, about some of the uh, sort of events that, that would usually be happening um, in, a, in a regular situation that hopefully in the next few months we'll be able to get, to get going again. What sort of things are usually happening around camera around, around East Lanks? Um, well, there's East Lanks and there's Rawtonstall. Yeah. Uh, in Rawtonstall, there's, of course, the uh, Rawtonstall Beer Festival that they've been putting on the last few years. Uh, I don't know if they were thinking of doing it this year just gone, but it was actually a good little festival. It did quite well. It was at the uh, Marl Pits, wasn't it, if I remember mm. correctly? Indeed. Uh, so that's that going on. But uh, the branch itself is, like I said, scattered across the whole of East Lancashire. Um, and we usually have two beer festivals going on over a year's time. Um, one is in the first weekend in February, which, again, we had to miss this year. Um and the other one is in the May Bank holiday. The one in February is at the Cone Muni. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've got members from across the entire branch who go up there and help support it and staff it. And we get people from all over the place. Even, believe it or not, the Isle of Man, who make a special trip just to get it, just to get there at the time. Well, um, The other one is in Clitheroe, which is also quite powerful. But uh, in Rossendale, uh, well, we just go around and we support the pubs and local clubs. Mm. Uh, we do this through trips and visits and uh, just saying, oh, yeah, well, we'll all meet uh, we'll all meet down at that new place, Cast, and we'll see what we can get done. And we, we'll meet up at one pub and we'll just travel around. And that's how it usually goes. <laughs> and they, I was going to say, they'll be very pleased. Uh, Mike, Mike in particular, we are very pleased that you've just given them a shout out there. Uh, so <laughs> there you go, free local advertising on Rossendale Radio. Um, and Angela, we you mentioned the Isle of Man, you know, people travelling all the way from the Isle of Man. Uh, it, it really is a national organisation, this, isn't it? This isn't something oh, that's, yes. that's a teeny tiny thing. This is a huge organisation of people. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, I have a friend who's in the campaign from lives in Malta and... There are people worldwide who are camera members. Um, well, yeah, everywhere, really. Um, but it's mainly the, the UK and the British beer scene that it's it's based around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, uh, we have foreign beers at the beer festivals as well. You know, Belgium seems to be very popular to get beers from there and things. But uh, at the moment, guests. we're supporting our local brewers, though, because obviously times are hard. Absolutely. I mean, we've got, uh, I mean, I can think of three or four local sort of microbreweries at the moment that have really been struggling to, they've been doing home deliveries at various times during the lockdown, etc. Um, and of course, waiting for the pubs to reopen is is, is, is a godsend. We'll get on to the, the kind of opening details. Um, now, we're going uh, to 
be coming back and doing our live beer tasting in the next section. But Laura, uh, if I can turn to you again, you've done you've done an amazing job of, of, of curating a playlist for us this afternoon that is that is based around what we're doing. Uh, so you've started, and this is a song I did not know by Sham Sixty Nine. This is Hurry Up, Harry. Why did you choose this one? Uh, because it mainly centres around the lyric, "We're going down the pub, and I can't wait." <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, to be fair. It is. Uh, it's, it's very punky, and it's very. It's very Rossendale Radio on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, so yes, this is uh, hurry up, Harry Sham sixty nine. One four point seven Rossendale Radio. So, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Weekend Wind Down. And if you are joining us live on Facebook, uh, good afternoon. Uh, hopefully, we're getting a thumbs up from the studio next door. Uh, it looks like we are out there and everybody is listening. So, that's great. Um, now, uh, first of all, I have to do some legal things because we are uh, speaking to Laura Hadland this afternoon about a brilliant book, 50 Years of Camera. Uh, now, Camera obviously being the campaign for Real Ale, and we will be doing a live tasting uh, in a second. Obviously, I have to remind everybody to drink responsibly. Uh, because as much as we're having fun, we've got to have fun. You know, with, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's for a different uh, type of thing. But when the fun stops, stops. Well, we're going to have fun this afternoon. Uh, I'm also pointing out that I'm going to uh, I'm going to be driven home this afternoon uh, because I'm going to finish these beers before the end of the show. Uh, so uh, we are joined uh, by Angela Jaspin, uh, who's in the Isle of Man, uh, by Thomas Fishwick, who's uh, here in uh, Ralton still with us, and Laura Hadland herself, the author, uh, who is in Leicester. Now, Laura, uh, you, I asked you to choose two beers for us uh this afternoon uh that would uh, that we thought would be easily available to people wherever they are in the country uh what have we gone for we've got london pride from fuller's Excellent. and also we've got a little bit of timothy taylor's landlord Excellent. so um these two beers i picked not only because they are widely available um and they taste very good in cask but also because these two breweries have a real history with camera so we've got the uh, London Pride is Fuller's. This was uh, a champion beer of Britain, and Fuller's actually won, along with Thwaites, the very first ever champion beer of Britain, back when it was uh, Beer of the Year in 1978. Now, Fuller's are a, a fantastic uh, uh, family brewers uh, that have been going in London since uh, since the age-old times. Mm. Um, and they actually saved the first national camera beer festival uh, which was held in covent garden and um this was before the time of the great british beer festival but uh, they they had to move venue at the last minute so they they moved across to uh, the covent garden uh, old flower market oh wow and because they'd had to move they actually didn't have a premises license an events license and so right at the very last minute the fuller's directors stepped in and offered to take the license for camera, and um, that meant that they were up in uh, in court getting the license at ten thirty in the morning when <laughs> the festival was due to open at midday. So really cutting it close to the wire. Um, and there's a really long history of Fuller's being a fantastic brewers that supports camera because they were thinking of getting out of the cast game, but winning Champion Beer of Britain actually gave them the the impetus and showed them that the market was there to stay in cask. And they're still brewing award-winning beers to this day. Well, that's—I I was going to say—I love those little uh, stories that uh, that can come out uh, when we've got um, 
uh, sort of around the brewers and the festivals. Uh, now I've I've got a connection to to London Pride. For me, it's always the the one I did the London Marathon a few years back, and it's a uh, London Pride were very much sponsoring certain bits, so they were a big major sponsor. And all the way round, you kept thinking, I just want to pop into that pub as I'm going past because it was London Pride adverts everywhere. Um, now we're going to have, a, a, as I say, a bit of a beer taste. I've got uh, I've got a very small glass. I've got a just a little snifter here uh, for everybody else. Um, and it's interesting, Laura, you've chosen you've got a, what I would consider a wine tasting glass there as well. Um, yeah, so I've got um, an ISO tasting glass here. It's really good for having a good swirl, so you can really get those aromas of the beer. Um, and this is great because we've got loads of English hops in here, so lovely kind of uh, biscuity, sort of raisiny, caramelly flavours coming out of that glass. And for listeners at home, Thomas has gone for the uh, the iconic, uh, the big window beer glass. We've got a full pint going on there, and we're, and we're in a pint. We're in a pint pot uh, uh, for uh, for Angela. Um, so. <laughs> Angela, what can you what give me? Give us do aroma. Let, what what can you give me from this? Well, so I'm an ex Seabod judge, so I should do it properly, really. Oh, okay. Even though I have got the wrong glass, uh, <laughs> your glasses are far more suitable than mine. So you swirl it round. Okay, so you give it a swirl. And you can it, sniffing on the radio. It's the future. You can smell the raisins, biscuity. You know, it's um, it can. To me, southern beers, you can tell that the southern beers because the water's different. And obviously, coming out of a bottle, you're getting quite ahead on it, but normally you wouldn't serve this to a tight sparkler. And another thing, I, I didn't take it out of the fridge early enough, so it's not quite the right temperature. It's a little bit too cold. It should be 11 to 12. Well, they say 11 to 13, around about 12 degrees is about right for... Uh, if it was out of the cask, it should be about 12 degrees. Very good. Right. Well, I was going to say, can we, I, I'm, I'm dying to have a taste of this, if that's all right. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, so let's, I was going to say, it's, it's, it's very nice. It's, it's, uh, we're doing it properly, but here we go. I said that slurping on the radio a little while ago when we did this at Christmas with mince pie coffee, I thought I'd try it. That's got a lot of memories for me coming back there. There's a, there's a lot of things. And like you say, the hoppiness of it coming through. Um, Thomas, uh, now look, the head on the beer thing, right? Now, we're in the north of England, and I, I emigrated here as an economic migrant. I came here because the beer was cheaper. Uh, and yeah, now, do you, is, is it actually true? I mean, what are we with Relo? Are we looking for no head whatsoever? Uh, no, not really. Um it's a question of how much head, forgive me, a question of how much head you're going to have on your, on your pint. If you go for too much, um, it's there's too much going on, it's too lively, and it's taking space out of your glass, as it were. But if you don't have enough, the beer is very much dead, it's not got enough life in it, and it doesn't settle right. You need to get just the right amount of head on a beer. Um, I jokingly call it the rule of thumb. If my pint glass has about a thumb's width at the top of it, I think that's about the right amount of head. Any more, it's too much. Any less, it's not enough. So that's my, as I can say, rule of thumb on the beer. Okay, the beer. there you go. I'm going to use that next time. If it's if it breaks the rule of thumb, I'm going to send it back. That's <laughs> t- t- nicely, t- nicely, nicely, <laughs> and in a, in, a, in a nice fashion, obviously. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. There's, there's actually another trick that's used um, in festivals. We now in camera use what's called festival glasses, which are measured and they have a, uh, a line on them. I actually have a spare one here. They have a line on them that's the pint line mm. and a little bit extra on the top of the head. And that's the bit that's for the head. And if you look, sorry, if you can't see because this is radio, <laughs> I hold my thumb to the side of the glass and it is the width of the thumb. So 
that is why I come up with the rule of thumb rule and how I think that works. A so, special pint plus a bit pot. That's a, that's a great idea. I, mean, I need one of them. That's that's going on my birthday list. Uh, right. Um, so Laura, let's let's crack on. We've 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 gone through for the London Pride. You you've you've also taken us to Timothy Taylor's landlord. Uh, that's it. That that was your other choice this afternoon. And again, this features uh, in the book uh, in terms of uh, in terms of the brewery. Yeah, so the really interesting thing about Timothy Taylor's landlord um, on cask, of course, Mm -hmm. um, because we're talking about camera, is pretty much the most awarded beer in the world. So this is this is pretty much the pinnacle um, of the cask beer world in many ways, or certainly according to the camera judges. Um, So it's one champion beer of Britain more times than any other beer. Uh, Tim Taylor's landlord is the most awarded brewery, along with a couple of others. I think they've all won about five times in total because it was uh, Bolt Maker, I think, in about 2014-ish that won champion beer of Britain as well as landlord. Um, But, yeah, so I think if if people want to go out and get something just to give them a sense of what a – a really good cascale is like um if you see this on on draft in the pub then certainly try a pint of it uh, but definitely while we're in lockdown and the pubs aren't open this is a, a great way just to to get your head around a really classic kind of pale ale um with wonderful again english grown hops um and it's all about the balance to be fair this is a wonderful balance between uh, multi sweetness and hoppy bitterness uh, it goes down ever so smooth, so it's a, it's a lovely drink just to try to perhaps if you if you think oh well beer's not really for me it's not something I enjoy maybe this is one to try and a couple of years ago it was made even more famous by Madonna saying it was her favourite cascade oh wow now see I was about when you said it was so award winning I was about to describe it as the Beyonce of beers but no this is uh, this is the Madonna of beers this it's is uh, mad yes it, it, this it's, is it's mad. great grandma of well, beers so, <laughs> oh, you've aged you've aged the beer slightly uh, right so <laughs> I, I'm, I've I've had a good sniff now this is clearly a lighter ale uh, and, and I don't know whether that's sort of reflective of its popularity maybe people like paler ales or not um but i'm gonna i'm gonna dip straight into this just i'm looking at the time for the link i could sit here drinking beer online with you all day but actually we've got to play some music in a bit the paler beers have become more popular um milds obviously because it's connotation with flat caps and whippets probably and things like that unfortunately miles are a, a gorgeous style of beer as well I, but I like a proper pale ale. Mm. Now a lot of the golden ales will be labelled pale ales, but they're not. They're a golden ale. They're not. They're not as crisp and clean as a pale ale. So to get a good pale ale like this, it sometimes can be quite difficult. But it is a lovely style of beer as a pale ale. Uh, this is a real. I, I want to be back in a pub garden. That's that's. I'm, I'm imagining. I mean, the sunshine's been out this afternoon. I cannot wait until I'm back in a pub garden drinking this. This is great. Uh, Thomas, what do you think of this one? Um, well, unfortunately, I wasn't able to find any. But, oh uh, no, yeah. <laughs> oh, no! I feel like I feel like we're and we're sitting here drinking online with you, and you and you you're, you're well, missing out. Well, no, I, I I was actually able to get hold of what I've got here, which is a deer stalker from uh, Bowling Brewery. But never mind that. Um, no, I've had Tony Tales on quite a few times. Uh, yeah, it is a fantastic session beer, especially in, in a bright on a bright summer's day, as he said. Hmm. Um, a little bit deceptive in a bottle, but uh, it's it's completely different when you get a, a proper glass brew, brewed in a glass. You sit there, but for the time being, yeah, fantastic, a good good solid choice and a standard drink. The one thing you got to remember is there are many many different types of, and well breeds of beer out there. And if you say, "Oh, I don't like beer," that's probably because you haven't been trying at the right beers <laughs> go out there find something else to try 
as I said, there's there's milds, there's light hobby beers, there's uh, stouts, there's porters. They're all the dark ones. You can go for an India pale ale, which is usually stronger but very light and fresh. Uh, there's so many different types of beer. Whenever someone says, I don't like it, it's beer, I don't like beer. <laughs> You've not tried anything. Go <laughs> there and try something. That's what we try and do. Try try a new one. That's that's the that's the answer. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to uh, look, we're gonna have to cut this uh, to here because we're gonna have to to go back to some some music. Laura, we, now you've chosen for the next one. It's only a short song that you've chosen next. Uh, but by goodness, it packs a punch. Uh, and I always enjoy playing. They might be giants on the show. Um, now this is called the beer song. What is it about? <laughs> Uh, well, um, I think it's uh, kind of wine, but no, it's obviously about this. <laughs> they might be giants or absolute legends. If you don't know this, then you're in for a treat. Uh, uh, roll up your sleeves and dive in, I say. Absolutely. Right. This is They Might Be Giants and the beer song. Rossendale Radio. So there you go. Welcome back to 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Uh, that was the beer song that we just heard from They Might Be Giants. Uh, and I think it's officially the first time I've ever played a song on the radio, which has two very large belches in it. Thank you very much for that, Laura. <laughs> you doing, uh, Honestly, my pleasure. <laughs> your, your pleasure. Well, I was going to say, your pleasure. And now the, the whole of Rorton Stool's pleasure and the whole of Rossendale's pleasure as well. And wherever you might be listening to us this afternoon. Um, it was lovely to do the, the, the beer tasting with you. Uh, but uh, let's let's get back to, to Brass Tacks. Let's get back to the book. Uh, and obviously, it's been written for a reason. There's some of the things that, that come up in the book. I'm just having a look here on the, on, the, on, the, on the blurb. It says that there was a bomb scare before the first National Camera Beer Festival. Uh, volunteers fly posting the whole of Leeds. Uh, with 800 camera festival posters in a daring midnight raid on a 656 i mean some of these things uh, that, that seem to have gone on this sounds like an adventure story not usually when you think of camera you think of people down the pub very slowly getting tipsy but this sounds like some sort of you know dark movement moving in the night and sort of shadow it, it really does i mean how did you come across all of these stories you, you said 100 people you interviewed yeah, over 100 interviews. And, and don't forget that a lot of the people in camera, particularly people that joined very early on, so in, in the mid to, mid to late 70s, still refer to themselves as activists. Mm. This is a campaign. Um, there is a very solid purpose and, and camera have achieved great things, but there's there's still a lot, lot of work to do now that lockdowns really put um, a threat over real ale, over pubs and over breweries. So uh, they've they've almost come full circle. It's it's time for the boots on the ground to appear again, I think. I, uh, yeah, and it's, it's uh, obviously we're at a very interesting time because, as we know, we, we 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 went through this just before we came on air, and we think that it's the eighth of April, isn't it? That that um, pub gardens are going to be allowed to to reopen, and we're going to be. I think that that's when Rule of Six gets relaxed a little bit, um, and then the seventeenth of May is when uh, pubs and restaurants can start to serve indoors again. Um, so those are going to be two really key times. Um, and uh, and Angela, if I can sort of maybe come to you uh, on this one, sort of how how important is this next couple of months going to be? to the brewing industry and to pubs in general for, for getting those customers back in? Well, it's very important, but it's it got to be safe. One pe- once people realise that, you know, they're safe, and, and pubs have done an awful lot uh, with the sanitising, the extra staff, the table service, they have really gone flat out to make their pubs as safe as possible. Some haven't been able to because they just haven't had the space for the social distancing, which is fair enough. But to, to take it back to the beer again, you can only get proper real ale in a pub. I know you can get bottled condition, mm. and these days even can condition beers. Some are lovely, but there is nothing like a cast-conditioned pint down the pub. 
then as soon as it's safe to do so and you feel safe to do so please go back to the pub <laughs> I, I think as well and you can you can put a sort of a, a local spin on this a little bit for us thomas um uh, just uh, just in terms of uh, of some of the things that that sort of you experienced of of, of pubs uh, sort of that were that were going to sort of those lengths to make things covid safe uh, during the the last period when we were in the tiered system um and, and do you expect that that's how things are going to come back when when we start to sort of getting out there to, to visit the pubs again Personally, the first thing is going to be, it's going to be very stilted. Mm. It's not going to be a, a big rush. There's going to be lots of pubs opening at different times because while the government's going to say, yes, you can open then, they're not going to do that just yet. I suspect they're going to take the time and make sure they're all safe and secure because there's, there's lots of different hoops they're going to have to work their way through. But I do look forward to hopefully by middle summer, by the end of summer, that we're going to get everything back. And, um, Something that is interesting, uh, Angela mentioned that uh, real ale is pubs and you've got the quality there, but there's something interesting about uh, a local pub. Um, let's, t- let's just say Rotten Store, for example, if I can very quickly. Um, a few years back, there was only a handful of pubs and they were scattered around the outside and it was quite dead mm. after six o'clock in the evening. You couldn't go anywhere. Uh, but since uh, small uh, micro pubs have opened up in Rotten Store and boosted the local economy, it's become a much more lively town. Uh, there's a lot more people coming into Rottenstall, a lot more people working within the area. And it's having a knock-on effect on local businesses and, and et cetera to stay open just a little bit later. And that's one of the great things we need to think about. And that's what supporting local pubs are going to do. So when that reopen, when the pubs reopen, we can really start looking at the town reopening, as it were. Laura? I think um, what... Thomas is saying is really true and it's important to really remember that Cascale is is really a difficult product to keep there's real skill involved in in keeping it and serving it correctly mm. and so when pubs do open up again um we need to be a bit forgiving they don't know um how much to put on um and so there might just be one real ale available mm. in a pub where normally perhaps you might get five and so i would really encourage people whatever's on go for it take a pint of it enjoy it uh, try something new but just uh, really help support those pubs who are, will be doing everything they can to try and turn a turn a profit to make a living um when they can't necessarily rely on the same kind of demographics or market that they had before uh, they'll really be feeling their way through so it really is important just to support whatever real ale is out there at the moment you just reminded me laura actually about that only having one ale on at a time my my first foray into real ale was at university elliot bar uh, we had uh, it was it was the it was the university of kent one we had one bar and they had one real ale on uh, and the poor and the guy behind the bar he said look there's only a few of you drink real ale um but i can only put one cask on at a time i can't i can't afford to have more than one pump so th- there was three or four of us i mean we didn't uh, we were poor students we didn't join camera but my goodness we can an unofficial affiliate that basically we've got to get through this 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 barrel of speckled hen before we can go anywhere near any london pride so we've got to keep it going um so it was kind of like we'd, we'd be constantly asking him how much is left to do is it going to be another week before we can get a new one on um it's been lovely to speak to you all this afternoon thank you so much um uh, just uh, first of all I'm, I'm, obviously let's let's get this book sold uh, let's make sure that people know where to go really? where, where where on, where on earth, Laura, do we head if we want to get a copy of your book? 
So you can pre-order it now from the Camera Bookshop. That's camera.org.uk. Um, it will be available for sale from the 16th of March 2021, which is the day of Camera's 50th birthday. Um, and also it is available in all good major bookstores through the country. But obviously I say support Camera, cut out the middleman, go straight to the Camera Bookshop. Absolutely. It's, it's always the way with publishers. If we want to get if we want to get the money to where it actually needs to go, you know, you, uh, is, is, I assume some of the money is going to, to raise money for camera as well yes absolutely so uh, so this is a, a camera a camera production that it's published by camera books and so uh, all of the proceeds made by it will go straight back into the campaign excellent um I, i'm just going to uh, ask you to give uh, a very quick uh, uh, just shout out to, to all of your local members and uh, and, your, and your local pubs angela uh, any any particular uh, local pubs there on the island man you want to give a shout to <laughs> Oh, I, I couldn't. I couldn't pick one. But good luck to you all, and um, please be open tonight because I'd love to come out for a cast beer. Of course, you're well ahead of the rest of us, aren't you? Because the, the Isle of Man, the restrictions have all been lifted. You you got there way ahead of us. We we, we, we had no pubs last night, but I'd like. I, so my Saturday night has now become my Sunday night. So. Excellent. <laughs> uh, and Thomas here in Broughton still. Oh, if I mention one pub, all the others will come at me. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Let's hope everything gets back to, to, to the normal in good time, that we're all ready and that we all have a fantastic summer. When we get back, we rediscover our pubs, we rediscover our locals and we rediscover guest beers so we can learn more about them. That's brilliant. Uh, Laura, I won't ask you to, to name check all of the pubs in Leicester. It's quite a big place. Uh, so um, what, what I will ask you to do, I'm going to make an apology. You asked for one bourbon, one scotch, one beer is your final choice. Uh, you asked for the George Thorogood version and I looked and it was eight and a half minutes long and I just don't have that amount of time on the show. I found you the John Lee Hooker version. Is that OK? <laughs> I'll take that one. That sounds fine to me. And uh, just a just the right amount of bourbon exactly a little bit of bourbon a little bit of scotch but obviously let's focus on the beer uh thank you very much all of you for joining us here's john lee hooker like us on facebook facebook.com slash rossendale radio and follow us on twitter at rossendale radio proud to be your local radio station 104.7 rossendale radio lancashire and there you go. We come to the end of another Waffle the Bite Size podcast. And what a podcast it was. Uh, my thanks go to author Laura Hadland uh, and camera representatives Angela Jaspin and Thomas Fishwick for joining me on Zoom on Rossendale Radio on a Sunday afternoon. And it was great to talk about camera and about uh, and to go for a beer tasting live on air, which is fantastic. If you haven't checked out already the Rossendale Radio uh, Facebook page, please do go and check that out. Because, uh, you know, I think it's the first time we've probably done some sort of interactive beer tasting on the radio. It's, it's the future i'm almost certain of it uh please do go and check out that 50 years of camera it looks like a fascinating history and as uh, laura said they're activists this is a pressure group who uh, very much want to see uh, real ale uh, at the forefront of our culture uh my thanks as ever go to everybody at rossendale radio for allowing us to broadcast on a sunday afternoon and for melanie kemp for all of her work editing waffle the bite-sized podcast we will be back next week everybody stay safe and we'll see you very soon